You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. The scripture reading this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. Once, Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, The kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will they say, Look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts Be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I wonder if when you heard the title of today's sermon and the subject of our magnet, if a certain song from the 1980s got in your head. Heaven is a place on earth was uh, the title of uh, Belinda Carlisle's second solo album after the split and breakup of the Go-Go's. It came out in 1987 and it charted, it topped the charts. The billboards had Heaven is a Place on Earth as number one. I looked up Belinda Carlisle on the web. I wanted to find out her backstory. Why did she have such a profound um, song with such wonderful words? Heaven is a place on earth. They say in heaven, love comes first, we'll make heaven a place on earth. And I hoped she had some kind of unique and interesting story that I could tell you and give you insight into why these words are so impactful, but no, she has your typical 1980s pop star story. She grew up in a home that wasn't all that great. Her mom was very religious and she was not. She rebelled against her mother and against her life until she finally left in her late teens to go and become a pop star. Yet her words echo the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. They say in heaven, love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth. Isn't that what Jesus is saying to us? The first time I ever saw heaven on earth was when I was 15 years old. I was a part of a trip that was sponsored by the United Methodist Church to what was then known as the Soviet Union. It was a trip for high school students, and so we went over there um, to learn. It was just a year or so before the coup happened, the failed coup, and the breakup of the um, Soviet Union. And so we went over because freedom was becoming a way of life. And so religion was also becoming a way of life. And so we came over to offer support, to learn. It was kind of a service learning trip. And we also brought with us Bibles to pass out, which I'll tell you more about when we give our third grade Bibles um, this fall. So we were there and one night we were in Moscow and we were going to a church, an underground church. And um, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't think it would be very big. And as we were walking in the dark, we came to this place that looked like an office building. And so we went inside, and I figured we'd be meeting in some kind of conference room. But no, I was wrong. It was a church. 
was a big, giant room, a sanctuary with a balcony, and it was packed, standing room only. We were up in the balcony, and as we looked around, we learned that there was also there a group from Korea and a group from Sweden. And so amongst ourselves, there was this wonderful kind of global nature to the service as well. The service was long. I didn't really understand any of it because I didn't speak Russian. But what I remember and what really moved me to tears was that there were probably 30 or 40 adults who were baptized at that service. And the moment where I looked around and said, this must be what heaven is like, is when we sang, How Great Thou Art. And there it was, all four different countries, we all sang in our own native language, How Great Thou Art. And I thought, this must be what heaven's like. I think that um, it's safe to say that while we might not all have the same idea of what heaven is like, we believe that it's a place of peace, of no suffering, where there is union with God and reunion with our loved ones. In the Bible, the creation story from Genesis, we understand that and see that um, heaven is referred to as a massive dome that covers the earth. It's the firmament and it's substantial. Throughout the Old Testament, we see that heaven is thought to have pillars and foundations. In Hebrew, the word heaven is almost always plural, the heavens. Not because there's more than one, but because it was the place of the stars and the sun and the moon and the abode of God. In both the New and Old Testaments, heaven is the source and the subject of dreams and visions. In the New Testament, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God are both used interchangeably. They are the same. The kingdom of God is the reign of God, the realm over which God rules. God's will is realized in the kingdom of God. In the New Testament, um, we understand the future, the coming of the Son of God and the resurrection of, dead, of the dead and Judgment Day, all to be in anticipation of the big gathering together at a table with loved ones in heaven. In the Gospel of Luke, where our passage um, today comes from, Jesus speaks of the kingdom of God. Now, he speaks throughout Luke of the kingdom of God, um, and leading up to today's passage, his teachings are about how to respond to the presence of God in your midst. The disciples didn't understand the nature of faith, and they don't get it when Jesus says, the kingdom of God is among you. The disciples expected the kingdom of God to come with signs and cosmic activity, but Jesus is saying something different. The coming of the kingdom is about faith and action, not observation and empirical data. Following Jesus means putting faith into action. And God's kingdom comes to fruition through us, through our faithful action. Theologian Jürgen Moltmann, in his book, Theology of Hope, he says, heaven is both a present and a future reality. Heaven is something we look forward to. It's a place where there's no illness, where there is perfect healing, where everyone is whole and reunited with loved ones, and it is a place of peace and harmony. 
But heaven is also something that we work to bring here on earth. When we follow Jesus' teachings, we do that. Heaven becomes a place on earth when we're doing the work of Jesus, when we're living out God's will, when we're loving our neighbor and serving others and working for justice, putting an end to suffering and bringing peace. They say in heaven, love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth. For heaven to be a place on earth, we must operate out of a place of love. Jesus certainly taught us that love comes first. When we love first, when we act first from a place of love, heaven can become a place on earth. Now, Megan McKenna tells a story, and actually I think many authors have told this story, and perhaps you've even heard it before. It's about a an abbot of a monastery who is good friends with a rabbi of a synagogue. It's in Europe, and times were hard. The abbot found that his community was dwindling, and the monks were struggling. They weren't living out their faith life. In fact, the faith life was very shallow and lifeless. Life in the monastery was dying, and the abbot was upset, And he didn't know what to do, and he went over to see his friend, the rabbi, and to commiserate and maybe get some wisdom. And his rabbi friend says to him, there's something that you need to know, my brother. We have long known in the Jewish community that the Messiah is one of you. What? The abbot said, how can that be? But the rabbi insisted that it was so. And so the abbot went back to the monastery and he was wondering and looking around and and praying. And as he walked through their facilities and outside in their courtyards and the hallways, he would wonder. He'd pass a monk and he'd wonder, is he the Messiah? And he'd be sitting and praying and hearing a voice and look up at the face and wonder, is he the Messiah and he began to treat all of his brothers with a renewed respect and kindness even an awe and reverence and soon it became noticeable and one monk came to him and asked him basically what had happened to him and after some coaxing the abbot told him what the rabbi said And so now, just like the abbot, that monk was now looking at everyone differently. And soon word spread, the Messiah is one of us. It didn't take long before the whole monastery was full of life. Everyone was looking at each other with respect and value and love and kindness. It began to affect their worship and the way they helped others, the way they put their faith life into action. There was kindness and grace that was offered, and the prayer life was rich and passionate. They had become devoted, and it had affected everything that they did. The liturgy liturgy and the services became alive and vibrant. The surrounding villagers were coming to the services and listening and watching intently, and many even wanted to join the community. And when they 
joined and took the vows, they were told the mystery, the truth that their life was based on, the source of their strength and their life together. The Messiah is one of us. And so the monastery grew. It was expanding into house after house, and all the monks grew in wisdom and grace. And they stay. When you stumble across this place where there is life and hope and kindness and graciousness, where people are loved and valued, the secret is the same. The Messiah is one of us. They say in heaven, love comes first. Let's make heaven a place on earth. When we look at others as children of God, the same thing happens. The world is changed. We see each person as beloved, and they become our brothers and sisters. One of Clarkston United Methodist Church's core values is transformational mission. And an important aspect of transformational mission is that we see each person as a child of God and we operate first from a place of love. Mission work is kingdom work. When we are coming together alongside others through caring and serving ministries, when we are doing the work of the kingdom, when our kids go to Boyne Country Mission and help people with home repairs, they are doing the work of the kingdom. When we serve our neighbors through the food pantry, we are doing the work of the kingdom. When we pack lunches for Noah's Project, we're doing the work of the kingdom. When we take a sack and bring it back with food for spring break lunches, we're doing the work of the kingdom. Kingdom, when we bring in gifts for those whom without us would have no Christmas, we are doing the work of the kingdom. When we deliver sleeping bags to friends in Flint and talk with them and pray with them, we are doing the work of the kingdom. When we build mobility carts to help our neighbors around the world, we're doing the work of the kingdom. When we support the larger United Methodist Church for the mission around the world, because though we are mighty, we know that CUMC can't do it all, we are doing the work of the kingdom. When we work for an end to disease, through walking or running or collecting cans and raising funds, we're doing the work of the kingdom. When we support missionaries through the Board of Global Ministries that, uh, that, so that those around the world receive health care and education and spiritual care, we're doing the work of the kingdom. When we give our financial gifts to missions, we're loving our neighbors and doing the work of the kingdom. When we pray for our neighbors, when we say we are a church for all people, when we speak out in the face of injustice, when we speak up for the voiceless, when we love the unlovable, when we extend the worth and value, when we bring healing, when we offer hope, when we are kind to the stranger, when we love like Jesus loves, when we make heaven a place on earth, we are doing the work of the kingdom. The kingdom of God is among us. May God work through us. May love always come first. Let's make heaven a place on earth. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at ClarkstonUMC.com dot o-r-g